a little, 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 little bit closer with Gina and Carolina. Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Little Bit Closer with Gina and Carolina. Hello, Gina! Hey! What's going on, girl? Um, my house is a mess. It's in shambles. <laughs> my life's in shambles. <laughs> I, I started construction on my house. Oh my god! So it's just, I don't know if I talked about that last time. I don't know if we talked about that at all yet. I know we talked about it like off, off air. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my house has been a mess for like two weeks and... How is Ted taking it? Not well. Did I already tell you this story? She went, So I took her to the groomer on Saturday. Uh-huh. And this is the groomer she's been going to her entire two years of life, my, my two-year-old golden doodle. And they usually love her. She always gets an A-plus report card. I mean, hi, she was raised by me. Of course. Um, so I went to pick her up on Saturday, and the woman, I say to her, oh, how did she do? Thinking I'll get the usual, oh, she was great. You just wanted she, to, like, yeah. a compliment towards your mother, yes. right? <laughs> she looks at me and goes, not good. And oh, I my said, gosh. And I went, <laughs> I go, you're so funny. She goes, no, I'm serious, not good. Is there anything going on at home? <gasps> oh, my and I gosh. Was like, As a parent, is, that is, like, so insulting. so low. You're, I like, so shaded. Oh, my gosh. And I go, well, I'm back at work now, you know. I'm back in the office, so she's alone again, which she's probably sad about. And there's construction going on at home, so there's a lot of noise during the and day, so maybe she's not different sleeping people well. Different smells being in and out. I would see how that right. could be disruptive. And I, like, find myself trying to, like, grasp at things because I don't want this woman to think I'm a bad dog mother. Yeah. And finally she was like, oh, Your we dog knew needs it. therapy. Yeah. We knew <laughs> it. We just knew something was off with her. So she gets up and she goes to the back where, like, the woman who actually grooms Teddy is and she goes okay so I just want to let you know um Teddy has construction going on at home and her mom's back at work so we knew something was going on with her but that's hysterical and you must have been like I'm really sorry I know I want to give us a better life Teddy yeah, I'm just trying to give her a better you know she was whining and crying and barking just all day she just really was not well behaved I was like, okay, let me just take my poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> let me just go crawl under this rock with my yeah. dog. <laughs> so anyway, she looked cute, so that's all that matters. Uh, how was your weekend? <laughs> I was going to say, Jack complains about getting a haircut sometimes too, so. It's just like having a real kid. I've been People there. People think dogs aren't like children, but. Sure. You get to feed her like the same thing every single day. I had to like, I had to make French toast today. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even make that for myself. Abby requested French toast, and like, not that it's a huge deal to make French toast, but it's still like more oh, okay. more effort than like a toasted bagel. Yeah, I mean, you even know, the eggs. You could just pop them in the microwave, you know. Exactly. So we do have a guest here today. I know we're being so rude, just going on and on and on. I know. Maybe she wants to talk about my dog too. Belittle me for my parenting. <laughs> <laughs> well, rightfully so, because Lizette is a teacher. Correct. A mom of two. Uh-huh. Um, she has a YouTube. She is a bilingually certified educational consultant, Lizette Roman. Yay! Welcome, Lizette! Yay! Thank you, ladies. Teach me something today. I need it. 
Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for having me. Like, I'm so excited to be here with you guys because this is actually like my first podcast. Like, oh, so excited! I was like, like yeah, it's like super exciting. I don't know if it counts. I was on a radio interview like 10 years ago when I first started teaching. So I guess like 10 years later, here I am on a podcast, which is really exciting. It kind of shows like where's my growth been at, like where <laughs> yeah, I'm at. Yeah, that's so exciting. So it's super exciting. So yeah. can you explain to us just briefly like what educating with love is? Yes. So educating with love, I founded educating with love because I saw the desire and the need for teachers and parents to have a resource um, in regards to education. Um, I want to inspire teachers to love their students, especially bilingual students and their English language learner students, um, to inspire them to love them. But the way I'm going to inspire them is giving them all those research-based strategies and activities that are super engaging for that population so that the teacher doesn't feel like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to work with them. And then the student feels like they're, they're accomplishing something and they grow together professionally and academically for the child, um, as well as for parents. So I just, Educating with Love is a to-go place, like where teachers can, go, you know, I do webinars, especially now with the virtual classroom. Like there's yeah. so many teachers that are in need. Um, so I do webinars to help them out how to use technology what strategies we should be using because there's specific strategies that use with English language learners to help them better acclimate and learn the language. So how do we incorporate that in all our videos? How do we incorporate that in all these different apps that teachers are using? Um, So that's one thing, webinars. And then I'm doing one-on-one coaching with teachers because there's a lot of teachers that like veteran teachers. In fact, I just came back from consulting with one veteran teacher that I have a great relationship with this person. And they privately texted me when they knew we were doing the webinars, but they were even intimidated by the webinar. And they're like, can you sit oh, with wow. me? Yeah. I'm, and this teacher's a phenomenal teacher. Yeah. And but, obviously that teacher cares because to even seek out a resource and to seek oh, out. Oh, yeah. Like, but I think they care during the and, summer. Yeah. And there's so many teachers across the world that are like, right now, so, they've had so much homework during the summer, yeah. like sure. researching. And the teacher's like, I just, you know, and I was like, I know you know your stuff, but this person was like, I am so lost with technology. Can you sit with me? And then it's not even just technology. It's like, I kind of know my way around technology for some of the teachers. Like they know their way around technology, but how do I use those strategies with the technology? That's like a big part of it because how do I make sure the kids still engaged? Even though I know how to use Nearpod and I know how to upload a YouTube video. Like how do I keep them engaged? With this pandemic, it's been a crash course Oh, yeah. A lot of veteran mm-hmm. teachers to kind of like totally immerse but themselves into And it's into scary. It's new. very yeah. like super scary for teachers and both. And it's you know, scary for the new teachers, like mm-hmm. a rookie teacher who's like, oh, this is what I have to walk into. Right. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh, this is insane. So I just want to be like that person that they can come to. And then also I was just discussing this with my husband. Like now we were thinking about it. all my family and friends. I have family and friends in California so many schools, I don't know if it's statewide, but they're doing virtual completely Monday through Friday, virtual and parents have to work. Yeah. So how can we better guide parents on helping their child with all these strategies? Like they can, so we're going to create webinars for them too. Like, that's that's amazing. And I know you have a lot of, on your YouTube channel, you have a lot of your lessons that you obviously teach in English translated into Spanish to help 
those parents. So you're also making that community where at least the kids feel like they have another resource. Totally. And like actually Educating with Love was founded like before the pandemic. I started to flip my classroom. Basically, that means like you create these videos and then you have your students preview them before they come to class. And what happens is when they've already watched the lessons, you have some kids that can run with that lesson and do a whole project based on that. And then you have kids that still need a little bit of help and then they can run with it and do their assignments. Or there's going to be kids that are like, I watched your video like 10 times. I rewinded it. I took notes, but I still need you to sit with me. And then it's easier on the teacher because you have every kid is working at their own pace in the classroom. Yeah. So that model is called the flip classroom. And I started that last year. And it really happened a lot because I have a lot of students who they, they, you know, they miss they have for different reasons they miss school a lot or you know whatever responsibilities that they have going on or they might not be have the chance to even watch the video at home maybe they got to watch it on the bus because they have responsibilities to babysit the little siblings but I'm giving them uh, an advantage by seeing the lesson beforehand I mean I know growing up I was a latchkey kid and (laughs) (laughs) my younger brother he's three years younger than me so I was in charge of him you know exactly and then my mom could come home like seven, eight o'clock at night, make dinner, and then, like, when was I going to sit yeah. there with homework with her? Like, like you're being a mini adult. Families are now yeah. because parents have Especially to work. Especially on Long Island with, you know, the price of living. Exactly. Work, you know? And it's so stressful for our kids, and as much as it is for us, it's like everyone's stressed yeah. out right now, but we have to be consistent and flexible with each other. Like, consistent, as far as educators, we have to be consistent so people know what to expect. And, you know, we have our routines in, so we all know what the deal is, but be flexible, not be like, oh, this was due on this day, and you're going to fail. Like, we can't have that attitude, and we can't have that attitude with ourselves. Like, oh, as a mom or as a teacher or anything, like, we need to be flexible with ourselves. Like, I'm not a failure just because I didn't get to X, Y, and Z. I think we need to... at least so this is all over, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we're, the world would be a better place once this is all over, yeah. right? We yeah. So I actually have a question. I saw, um, you know, when I read the brief about you, that in the past you had worked in marketing and events. So was your plan always to get more into this teaching thing? And, you know, this whole program that you created, do you think you have that more creative mindset to bring to the table because of those, you know, that type of work that you did in the past? It's so funny you're, like, mentioning this because, like, my post today on Instagram kind of touched on that, how your experiences from life are for a reason. Like, I feel like in my faith, I just feel like God puts those things in your life so you can absolutely just, like, you grow from that, yeah. right? And it all kind of puzzle pieces, like, they all come together at the end. So I kind of, like... Based on what you're asking me, yes. Like, I never had that intent right. at all. Like, I love teaching. I'll never leave the profession of education. At least I don't think I will. Yeah. <laughs> I have such a passion for it. But most definitely having the experience of creativity and marketing has helped me, like, help my students Absolutely. also, like, see the different careers and different paths they can take in life. And then now it's helped me um, just think about how I want to branch out for myself a little bit. I've been teaching for over 15 years. It's been 16 years, I think, now. And yeah. so it's you start to get to a point where you're, like, ready to try something new. Yeah. You know? I can see that. And especially how you're explaining everything, you can tell, like, you're a big picture type of person. Like, you're not just thinking about the students that are standing in front of you. Like, you're trying to help them all, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> girl. I have big dreams. Like, I want to go nationwide. Like, help. Our world is global now. Like... If I can help a teacher, actually, I was connecting with um, 
a former principal of mine who opened up a school for special needs in India. Wow. And we were talking about that and like working together and doing our webinars together. I mean, it's an amazing school. It's called the Gateway for us kids with special needs. It is amazing. And to start that in India was amazing. So yes, I have like this big vision. Like why not? Like why not? Why not think big? And like why not teach our be the model. Like I want to be the model for my students to think big, not talk about it. I want to like model it it for them. Yeah. 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 I know you always, you have like different speakers come in and like what kind of people have you brought into your classroom to kind of expand there? Oh my gosh. This is so exciting. So every single year I have like a whole week's worth of just, just specifically about that. Like digging into different careers and we have different speakers come into the classroom. We've also done it virtually where they just see them online. I've even had to like just do it from my phone because we didn't have like a computer at the moment or whatever. Um, So whoever I know like in my life or whoever I've connected with, I always tell them like, I love my students. I need you to come and inspire them. So I've had like DJs from Miami. My cousin works for iHeartRadio and worked for the Miami Heat, and she totally helped me. There's so many people that are willing to give their time. I have yeah. to say that right now. Like There's it's a lot more good than yes. we. I feel like so much we just talk about the bad. It's easy to like complain well, about. Well, especially now that, in these times. Yeah, like, yeah for, like, sure, man, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But for sure, when you tell people, and anyways, if they don't have the attitude, you probably don't want them with your yeah, students yeah. anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But people have been so generous. Um, my brother, I, I tap into like people that I know and that your I affiliate circles, with, like my yeah. circle. So I harass them actually. <laughs> my brother, who's this amazing entrepreneur investor like heavily into real estate he has come and talked to my students it's been been virtual um at one point I had a whole like black fraternity men who are like lawyers and doctors um I can't remember the name off the tip of my like I have it on the tip of my tongue but they came um most like I would say like three years ago and we connected and we did this whole like career week it was awesome so, yeah, you just, every chance you get when you, like you and I, yeah. Carolina, yeah. <laughs> you talk to each other and you tell people and people are willing to come meet with the kids and the kids love it because they get sick of seeing my face. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think they get sick <laughs> of seeing my face. I think it's also just something new Refreshing. It's not just reading something or being, yes. like, you're, it's real life. It's real life. It's yeah. Parents, you know? Totally. And you know what? Broaden, to broaden the horizons because the district I'm in, my babies don't get to see and hear about those conversations at home like not all of them at least right so it's about broadening broadening their horizons yeah yeah and that's so important because it's it's hard when you have all that stuff going on at home for you even to picture a life that's bigger or grander without you know you know I've had it's funny you mentioned that because I've taken a poll with my students you know we've talked about college and some of them I said, you know, how many of you have a discussion with your parents at the dinner table about, you know, what college you're going to go to or where you're going to go to college? And they look at me and they're just like, I've never had that conversation. And I've had yeah. someone joke with me. Yo vender pan dulce. I'm going to sell bread. You sweet bread like a... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but he's he's a jokester. Right, my, yeah. my baby's a jokester, that one. <laughs> but he's like, we don't talk about that dinner table. Get out of here, Miss Rowan. Yeah. And, uh, and it's interesting because sometimes their parents don't have the chance to have those conversations or they don't they don't realize that it's possible. It's they, they don't... Because a lot of my students are first generation here. So... Right. Yeah. I think 
even my I'm first generation. Uh-huh. So even from my mom, my own mother, she's like, well, as long I just need you to be doing better than me. Like, yes, you know, that's just, it. Just do it. Do something. <laughs> do, do better. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a lot of parents' mindsets, though. They're kind of just yeah. like, if you're doing better than what I did, then. I did good. Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. totally, totally, totally. Like my mom always, it, it was like the biggest joke. She was like, I am not paying for your wedding. I'll pay for you to go to college. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really don't care if you and get married. Good for that. That's not my business. Like, and that in and of itself is, is a huge gift. Like, yes. oh, no, yes. I went to tour colleges. I went by myself. Me my too. mom was yeah. working. Me she did too. not have the time yeah. to be like driving all these places with me. I, my parents did not help me out with what financial aid process and yeah. filling out this application so for college too. or any and I of feel like that. that's interesting because that's what there should be classes on. Like, oh, yes. Like, teach me how to file. For, I had oh, no yeah. clue what I was... I, a FAFSA or whatever. Yeah, and even yeah. honestly, like, in parents' defense, like, my mom had no idea how to, like, right. teach me how yeah. to fill out that stuff. Like... It's so hard, but at the same time, it, like, builds care. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, that's a big help, you know? Totally. I feel like it built character. And I, like, I even, like, raising my boys, I'm like, how much should I give them and show them versus how much should I make them struggle? Like, I had a struggle on some things, and I'm like, Uh then I feel I'm that much stronger because of it, and I'm like, oh, I should make them struggle. And it teaches you earlier how to navigate through the world, that you're not always waiting for someone to totally the way for you. Totally. But most definitely, I will be helping my kids fill out their application. I know. Make sure that they, uh, with that stuff, yes, uh, I think I'm going to make them think they're paying fully for their college, (laughs) and then maybe down the road, yes, (laughs) after they earn the degree. Seriously. Like, I totally tell my husband, he's like, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, yes, so, we are. <laughs> so you do have two kids, two boys, right? Two beautiful boys, yes. And they are, I know you were Four and five, yes. My two big boys, they're going so fast. And so they're the love of my life. They're the reason why I do everything. And I think why I really want to push myself to do more. I just want to be, the, again, that like live it, not talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. How was it to teach through a pandemic, especially with the two guys at home? Like, so everyone was home then, right? This was insanity oh, like I feel for you mama I was right there with you <laughs> I know like, so many mommies were right and I daddies and daddies how do you teach fractions <laughs> like I swear to God like YouTube I forgot how you yes I'm like a pizza and you have three but a lot of that stuff like even with Abby's learning like did we insanity. Ever learn we didn't that learn that stuff? same way like, and that's why I started my yeah. YouTube because and I did it both in English and then I did it in Spanish because I wanted to empower parents as much as I could and also not give my kids any excuse, my students, when I say my kids. Yeah. Um, yes, most of them have those resources out there for them. And it was insane to have to work. And for me personally, I teach my own students. I have 57 students at the time because oh I gosh. have three cohorts. When did like, school actually shut down when you guys started like, March 13th. Yeah. I'll never forget. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> never forget that day. And we really honestly didn't. I thought it was going to be like two weeks off. Yeah. Not off, but two weeks like, yeah, two you know. Weeks at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Handle, yeah. Exactly. Well, so little did we know. And then like having my boys be in school, having to be on the computer at the same time, the logistics yeah. of that, my husband like working and me being at home working slash you know, making three meals a day. Yeah. Right. You guys know. You have to, nothing was open. Remember? Like it was insane. Um, with Abigail, if I didn't go assignment through assignment, like to make sure, cause she would submit it and not complete it. And then it'd be kicked (laughs) back to me. I'd get in my email. I'm like, are you kidding me? I helped you like 
totally. Know? <laughs> but I set it up for you. you know? And I think there were so many things like the 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 thing, um, knowing how to get away around logistically, yeah. uh, like around on uh, no matter if you're tech savvy or not. Like every teacher wants something different. Mm-hmm. Like for me, all my two boys plus my students had different teachers because they're middle school. Every teacher wanted a different format, had something different. Not just because we were thrown into this. It's not that we weren't trying to be organized. And eventually, right. we got was, the hang of it over right. time. But that's just what happened. And then, but I found for me and like everything in life, I think it's so important to be organized and have routine, especially for kids and letting your mm-hmm. kids know what is that routine? What is our schedule going to look like next week as much as we can? Because then some of that fear goes away. You have some sense of control. Yeah. Absolutely. And then again, remind them if this doesn't go as planned, it's okay. Like we can be flexible, but at least we have a plan. Right. You know, because if not, it's And there's chaos. a set expectation of I think not at just first nobody expected yeah. that you would yeah. need to create something like that because we didn't think it would last that long. Yeah. Yeah. Because even working from home, I was like, oh, this is like nice. I could just lay around in my pajamas until two o'clock. Right. And then it's like, okay, no, this no, is like kind of is... like becoming a little bit more permanent and like you need a routine and like totally. to and be a human still. Yes. And for your mental health, I Absolutely. think it's good that you're mentioning that because you start to find for your mental health if you are doing that you start to and not put your makeup on not get dressed yeah. up and feel pretty and not just like and not just because feel pretty but no. just feel good about yes. yourself right. or whatever totally. makes you feel good about yourself right. right that's what makes me personally when I get dressed I do my hair I feel better I do my little workout in the morning and honestly like with kids I cannot do a workout longer than 20 minutes it's just not gonna right. happen I have yeah. to wake up earlier but like you and I were talking about I have to get it in do the little workout yeah. because then I'm sane for my kids and I have mental clarity for my children yes. you and know especially first thing in the morning you get the blood pumping you get yes. like that brain moving yes <laughs> and that's like a big thing for teachers right now there's like like virtual conferences where they're talking about this the self-care because if we aren't mentally sane for our students, then they're going to feel that. They're going to notice that we're going to snap on them. (laughs) And we don't want to do that. We want to take care of ourselves. And it's not being selfish. It's like you're a better mom. No, you have to. Yeah. And I used to feel like I was being selfish by taking time out for myself. Like when my boys were a little younger and my husband was like, you have to because it just shows that you are strong and like you recognize it's important to be healthy and you're doing that for them to live longer. You're setting an example for them. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I know when Abby was like two, I used to work for a pediatric dentist's office Mm -hmm. and I could feel it when I got home. Like I wasn't taking time for myself, exactly what you said. And like kids crying all day long in your chair and then you come home and you have a terrible two year old. (laughs) You're like quick to snap because that's only being human. Yeah. And even if I realize like, even if like on a Sunday night, what makes Find what makes you happy. Like if it's having pink nail polish on your nails or reading the Bible or meditating, whatever it is that you need spiritually or physically done for 10 minutes, do it. Do it. You have to know, ask yourself, what is making you feel good? And just do it. What do you think the greatest lesson that your um, children, all your kids have taught you throughout your teaching career? So right away, like you asking me that, I think to be resilient. I have students like throughout my entire career, no matter where I've worked and who I've worked with, we have families that um, most definitely like have financial hardships or are dealing with developmental delays and disabilities or a legal matter. Like we have families that 
go through so much, our students and the families. And then I see my babies, my students come in the classroom with like this massive smile and just ready to push through and like, let's go. Like, let's just do this. You know, it's okay. Oh, We're going to bounce back. Escape. Like yeah. some, a lot of the times for kids like that school is their escape. Their friends are there. They, if you have a teacher that cares, like. So true. I think that when you create that safe environment, like they do sense that and they are willing to I be. I think that's the saddest thing of this whole pandemic too is that being taken away from kids 100%. that really yeah. need it, you know? Uh, we, I worry so much about that. I, I know that the numbers have gone up like with domestic violence and it's all so those scary. things and it is scary and you're right, schools are most definitely a safe place for our babies. Especially that's where the people who like are recognizing, like I worked at a daycare for a while so mm-hmm. like you're watching those kids, you're recognizing if something, oh, yeah. like you know, the groomer recognizing that. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like, that's exactly you know, it. But yes. we were the first when, to identify. Yeah, if there was like a bruise that shouldn't yes. be there on a kid, or if a kid was acting funny, or if they would say mom or dad did something funny. So you've taken that middleman. Yes. Out. I got to tell you, I had sleepless nights when this first happened because I was very worried for those exact same reasons because we are like at the front lines of it all and usually families when they're having these hardships you know mothers fathers the children or whatever's going on we're the first person that they come to a lot of times to ask like what are the community resources how can i need your help you know and all these families who have extra stress on them now so you worry about what what happens there so as a teacher, like, what can parents do to better support you guys? Like, what can, how can we help? Like, I think that's so nice that you're asking to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> because I love that that you even asked. Because when I think about it, it's like, we're a team. Yeah. And I think that's the answer. Like, the best way you can support us and the best we can support you and our children is that we work together as a team. So I think the number one thing is, like, let's build a relationship. Yeah. Let's build a relationship from day one. Blow up my phone. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I think most teachers, I can say, are happy. Would rather would, open communication. Yes. And parents being transparent for that same reason that you're saying. Like, I feel so stressed out right now. You know, you know I had a mom actually um, pour out all her feelings Aww. to me. You know, she said she had, she had two, one baby that... Um, had disabilities another daughter who had um not yeah she was having strokes seizures she had like a brain tumor and having all kinds of seizures plus all this going on plus her um son and so most definitely like she poured her heart out to me she felt comfortable enough with me because we had that relationship and she would just call me and she would just vent with me so i'm not saying like i have all the right answers but i was there to listen and i could i i I asked her, and I asked, this is important for teachers to ask, how can I support you? Yeah. Like, and I think that's a great question for a parent to ask a teacher. What do you need from me? Every teacher is different. Yeah. You know, what do you need from me? How can I better support you? And for us to ask the parent. So I think the most important thing is transparency with each other during this time to each other, like family. Yeah. Most definitely. We are. Like, we spend so much time with your babies. Like, treat, we, we're, we're another, I always tell my students, I'm your school mommy. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 most definitely. I have an almost ten-year-old, so I feel like we're creeping up on the, like those 
angsty teen years. She so, can get you good. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. I tell her all the time. She's like, I don't think she will. I'm like, she's gonna get you good. I don't know. We'll see. What, we'll see what happens. I feel like, but I'll be there for her most of the time. If I'm like Abby, I'm disappointed, and then oh, that is she like, gets her. My, it's my, good that she that it gets like, her. That hits her hard, and like that's why I'm not sure. Like I think it could really go either way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I obviously don't have kids, but. I was an only child, and I feel like I have a very close relationship with my mom, and my mom and dad always, like, they reverse psychology, however you want to say it, it so <laughs> they would do this thing where they'd be like, you could tell us, like, anything, like, if you want to try anything, like, talk to us first, you've probably already done it, and then I got this thing in my head where I was like, I never wanted to do anything that, like, I didn't want to tell them about. I'd be like, oh, if I had to, like, go to them and tell them about that, I'd feel, like, so embarrassed. Or it's like, yeah. Oh, that is I never so thought of that way. Got, so you just have to tell her, like, you could do whatever you want, but, like, talk to me about it first. Yeah. And then she'll just be like, I'd really rather not. <laughs> like, I'd really just rather <laughs> not do it at all. That's funny you say that because I think, like, you speaking about your daughter, I just think that, again, like, relationships are everything. And what I've learned with being at home with my boys and with my students engaging them on their lessons. Yeah. And I've been trying to teach teachers through my webinars and on the coaching is you have to know what your child's into mm-hmm. to like make that connection, connection. Yeah. and like put your phone away. Like I've literally have to like put my phone in my closet, tell my boy we're going to go take a walk and bring whatever, yeah. like he's totally like when I'm so into dinosaurs, like we're going to go search for fossils and Aww. I don't have my phone on me because I really... I'm paying attention to what he has to say because I'm yeah. guilty. I, you know, I think everyone is now. Yeah, you it's think so that's... hard to disconnect. Yes, from like everything is just at your fingertips now. And they see that. And what, what are we showing them? You know, so well, that's why they all want the iPad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you know? so I think like especially when they get to middle school, having like talking their ear off. Like my dad used to talk off, just talk to me and talk to me, and then listening. You know what they're into. Have, making that playtime with the little ones or, you know, bonding time when they're older. But I, something I really think is important when they're middle school age is teaching them how to create SMART goals. So, like, a SMART goal, and I recently learned this myself, like, they're specific, measurable, um, what's A? A, you can, <laughs> A is um, you can hold, how are you going to hold yourself accountable are it's relevant and t-, t for time bound. So if you want to create a real goal and it's deep, like you create your goals for yourself, but then teach your middle schooler on a goal, something simple that they want to do for themselves personally, right. or it can be academic and then like have it write, write it out and put post-its all over your mirror. You do it and then they do it too. And like oh, having that visual idea. and then guess what? When they meet their goal and start small, yeah. like, when they meet that little, little goal, I've seen my students just, like, face light up. They feel so good. They build self-confidence. Yeah. Well, totally. even think about, as an adult, what that does for you. Even yeah. if, like, you, like, cross off the smallest thing on your, like, to-do, to-do list. You're like, I've, I'm good yes. for the day. I've done it. <laughs> totally. I'm, I'm brilliant. I'm wonderful. Totally. I folded the laundry. I've done totally. it all. Like, it's so true. Crossing that out is like everything. <laughs> you feel really accomplished. Your whole day, yeah. Yeah, you feel accomplished for sure. Yeah. So we've talked about kind of what your concerns were when schools closed. Now, what are some of your concerns with like reopening and kids going back into the classroom or? 
you know, moving forward kind it's of for so, next year. It's so wild because we don't know what's coming our way. We can only just hope for, like, as much normalcy as possible. And I think what we need to do is, like, tell our students... We're in on this together. I'm learning with you. I've tapped into my, like, gone to my students as a resource. Like, you need to teach me how to do this, like, little, use this app and add animations mm-hmm. to my Aww. videos. And they're the ones that teach me. And then that probably makes them feel so good. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I taught my teacher right. how to do something. Totally. Like, you're not the only one teaching today, miss. Totally. <laughs> 100%. So I think this, the scary part is, is, like, keeping them engaged since we're not, in my school, we're not going to have them physically in the classroom every day yeah and a lot of teachers aren't having their kids because something about being face-to-face with someone right yeah something now, huge your school is it at the parents discretion whether they yes come? okay if they do completely virtual or come like um part like hybrid model so um the the logistics of everything is scary for me like when they're in the classroom, they're going to be in the classroom for three days out of the week. This is going to be awesome. I got a grip, you know, like yeah. we're good. I got you with me, baby. But when they're not and they leave for the next two days, are they going to be able to retain? Are they going to remember by the time the weekend's right. over? And they um, might not necessarily have that backup at home, like to reinforce the skills. Exactly. And, to, yeah. and then when they're at home, they're supposed to be logging in virtually, but like we mentioned earlier, they have all these at home obligations and we don't know what their home life is like. And, or even if they have that interest, 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 what inside intrinsic motivation, no intrinsic. Thank you. Intrinsic yeah. motivation, <laughs> um, which I mean, you can't expect a middle schooler to have that or a kindergartner. No, I That's, was busy chasing boys. I wasn't yes, chasing boys at middle books. school. <laughs> at middle school, your hormones kick yeah. in and that's it. <laughs> So that's the scary part. And going back to their safety, I think that's this thing that I think fears that I fear the most. But you know what? We have yeah. to be positive. I just, I am looking at this year like, guess what? And I'm going to talk to my kids about it. This is a year, and I keep telling my colleagues and like all the teachers I've been working with, this is our year to shine. It's a year where we're, we're, we're reinventing ourselves. There's opportunity yeah. for growth. Like there's so many teachers collaborating like through TikTok, Instagram. And I'm meeting mm-hmm. teachers from Texas, from Chicago, California. Like this is awesome. Like we have to come into it like being positive, I think. Yeah, I think that's the right attitude. I know I'm trying to get Jack, my five-year-old, he's going into kindergarten. And I'm like, like short little trips out because, you know, we've been so isolated for so long. He's not acclimated with wearing a mask. Like, he's not used to it. And he is not really great with sensory stuff. It took a long time for him to be comfortable with a haircut like Teddy. (laughs) It's that age, the terrible (laughs) too. I totally get it. But I'm like, so we do like little, I take him like home goods or like just like little quick in and out stores where I know he's not going to be touching the, everything. Right, right. No, it's like, ugh. It's so hard. How do you, you know, even it's get so the hard. Of that? It's a different way of life. I feel like it even freaks me out. I think so it like goes back to playing, like, yeah. like for the teacher at least, going back to playing, like we're going to be superheroes and let's get our masks on. I'm going to put yeah, it on like, and yeah, like, be like, silly, hype it, hype it up, be silly with them, like get him a Batman mask, whatever he's into, like get him a dinosaur mask, get him a Batman mask. Like this is so cool. Yeah. The whole family does it. Like I yeah, think, but like, it's, it is nerve wracking exactly. for us. You know? So scary. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be good. We'll be good. Anyways, did you have any more questions? I think that's it for me. Okay. Well, Lizette, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything. I did want to... 
I don't know. I guess it's just because I do want to mention something just out of gratitude. We didn't really touch on my family. And I just want to say that both my parents immigrated to our country. And my mother is from Peru and my father's from Cuba. And I guess I just want to say thank you. Like, uh, this is me. Like, I get all emotional. I just feel like they made so many sacrifices. My father had to leave the Cuban regime. And my family came here with, like, when I tell you nothing, nothing, like, just the clothes yeah. on their back. And um, they instilled that in me that, like, no one can take anything away from you other than your faith, mm-hmm. your dignity, and your education. And if there's one message, like, I can for sure put out there is exactly the message my family taught me. We live in the best country in the world and there's so many opportunities and we have to go in with that attitude. There's opportunities and opportunities for our kids and resources and you know, we got it. We got it. We just have to work around it. And And I think it's just like such a brilliant example that you are that, you know, Things don't have to be handed to you. No, yeah. Sometimes, yes. Most of the time, is it means more if you have yes. to work for it and you yes. have more passion for it. If it's not, and you feel empowered you. by that, yeah. and that's yeah. what we're trying to teach our kids. So, thank you so much, ladies, for having thank me. This is you. so cool. And, and I'm gonna make you everything. girls come talk to my kids. My students. Yay! We would love thank that. You. Um, let everyone know how to find you. Oh yes. Okay. So to totally. Um, my Instagram is educating underscore with underscore love. My name is Lizette Roman. I also have a Twitter. It's Lizette Roman 13. Um, my Facebook is educating with love. And I think Lizette Roman, (laughs) my YouTube is under educating with love. So, um, my webinars, my webinars, you can most definitely find them on Eventbrite. You can, uh, on my link tree through Instagram or Twitter, all my um, webinars are on there. We'll put like a there. link on our Instagram, yeah. just like a awesome. post with all of her stuff so Yay. people can follow. That'd be cool. I love that. Yay, thank you, girls. Thank you. Love it. We're getting a little bit closer. <laughs> Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.